Radio Experience. Okay, hello, shiny, happy people. Very few of you guys though. I was expecting way more. Um, let me just start. Oh, I'm going to be recording my own self, so just okay. Just a second. Okay, so my name is Nena and I am a blogger. I have been blogging for about uh, 14 years now and uh, please don't calculate my age. I don't want to feel old just yet. Um, a lot of you I think are students, right? How many of you are students here? Do you mind raising your hands? I mean, we're all students for life, but wow. Okay, cool. Um, so I have whatever, from whatever I've heard so far, I figured that blogging and social media is still not a very big thing in Sri Lanka. Uh, and uh, I am from India and I can tell you that it is become a big thing there only in the last couple of years, I guess. Um, when I started uh, 14 years ago, no one knew what a blog was. It was something I did on the side. I had a desk job. Uh, my education is, uh, I did an MBA in IT and marketing was one of my electives and um, I hated my job. I worked there for a year, 9 to 5 and uh, I also used to design websites on the side for clients in the US and the UK. So social media platforms had just started in those days. Uh, the platform I used to get onto was LinkedIn. Uh, are, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> none, none of the students would be on LinkedIn but I did get a lot of work through that and I figured out that the internet economy was a thing. So when I finally quit my job, uh, by then I had a blog. How many of you have heard of Blogspot or Blogger? Okay, cool. So that's where I actually started on. Uh, that was the only free blogging platform and I was a broke. A kid who had just worked for a year. So I started there and I used to write about things like marketing, creativity, innovation, etc. etc. It had nothing to do with lifestyle or fashion. And uh, after that, I started working uh, freelancing rather as a brand designer. So I used to design websites, logos for brands, etc. What I also used to do, which no one was doing in India at that time, was I used to blog about this. So if a client sent me a brief and said, okay, I want you to design a logo for me, this is the brief. Once the logo was delivered, I would get onto the blog and you know show the entire process from start to finish. So there would be a sketch, there would be keywords, there would be all the research I did and what the final product was and where the logo was being used. And I figured that that is what works, I think, even in the fashion and lifestyle space. Uh, I know a lot of us have, how many of you have heard of Kiara Ferrari, the blonde salad? Okay, uh, maybe you should <laughs> check it out online. She also started, I think about same 14, 15 years ago. And uh, she was obviously in the States, even though she's Italian. And uh, she is the first blogger that people kind of recognize internationally. And uh, I have been asked many times in India, where is India's blonde salad? Why aren't there any big bloggers in India? And the thing is that um, uh, apart from the fact that India in general is about 20 years behind uh, the West, uh, it is something that a lot of brands and even bloggers don't really understand how it works, how to make it work. So my brief uh, when I came here, uh, I was invited, I'm really happy to be here, it's my first time in uh, Sri Lanka. 
was that I should talk about engagement, uh, how to stay relevant, whether we can uh, make money uh, if we blog and uh, if we use social media. So the last point is a resounding yes. I am a professional blogger and I earn about 80 to 70% of my revenue comes from blogging and social media. I am also a professional photographer, so that helps. If you own a camera, even if you have a smartphone that takes nice photos, that is a huge advantage. If you don't know how to take pictures, everything is available online. Uh, sometimes when I am asked to do workshops, I say, but why do you want me to come into a workshop? It's all there on the blog. All you have to do is just go to the blog, search for keywords, and I've, been, I've got content for like 14 years. But I think in person, uh, one of the reasons why I'm happy it's a smaller crowd is that I'm really hoping you guys have questions that you would want to ask me directly. I mean, I can talk about what I've been doing in the last 14 years, but that will get boring really, really quick. So at any point, if you guys just want to raise your hand and if you have a question or you have a blog and uh, it's not working or if you want to change something about it, please just totally you can ask. So currently what I do, I call myself an experience collector. I think one of the problems that most uh, of my client brands have is that everyone's a blogger these days. How are we supposed to know who to choose? And uh, they, uh, even yesterday we were meeting with some people here and they said, you know, everyone's a food blogger. They just want to come to our restaurant and eat the free food and they don't know what they're talking about. Somebody called a shortbread crumbly. Shortbread is supposed to be crumbly. So stuff like that is there in India also. India just has way too more, too many people. So there will always be more <coughs> idiots, I suppose. So they're the same problem. Everyone's like, oh my god, everyone's a blogger. Fashion week is flooded. What are the designers doing? They're just bloggers on the streets. Um, it's it is a growing economy. I think uh, younger people are still figuring out what to do. I still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, when you guys said who's a student, I'm a student as well. You're always learning. And this way the space is evolving, we do have uh, people like Kiara Ferrandi to look up to. But not everyone is six feet tall, thin and white and blonde. So our market in India and Southeast Asia works very differently from how it works in the West. Um, I have sat in the front row at Fashion Week in India once. And I have probably been to uh, at least 16 seasons of Fashion Week there. It's not... Uh, people don't really take you seriously, so it can get frustrating. But then uh, when you start making money and you start working with international brands, that's when people are like, oh, okay, maybe there's something happening here. But we all start small. Uh, I remember one of the first times a brand got in touch with me was they wanted, uh, they launched a new line of footwear. This was an international brand that had opened up a store in Delhi. And they were like, okay, can we send you a pair of shoes and uh, will you do something with it? So I was like, free pair of shoes, like, okay, sure. And they sent me a pair of shoes and I put it on, I had a piece of driftwood at home and I hung them on the driftwood and I took a picture and I posted it on my blog and I was like, oh, nice shoes, you know, this is the name of the brand. And that was one of the first gigs I did in that sense. Uh, of course, now I hopefully will not do something as embarrassing as that. But that's how it kind of started. And slowly, uh, you know, I would I would talk about things like, oh, I went there for lunch. I and mean, this is all stuff that I was paying for. Uh, wherever we used to go on holiday within India, road trips, etc. So I would talk about my life in general. Uh, I used to blog regardless of whether someone was paying me. Which I think in general is a good indication of whether you can work on it as a career or not. 
if the market dries down tomorrow and there is no work coming in, uh, you know, brands don't want to work with you anymore as a blogger, would you still blog? If the answer is yes, then I think you must start now if you haven't already started. And I think that is the only long tail or long term solution to running it as a business. It is, uh, I consider myself an entrepreneur. I do client servicing. I make my own invoices. I work solo. Um, it, it, I lead a very privileged life at this point. But if you had asked me five years ago, I was like, fuck this shit, nothing is ever going to happen in India. Nobody cares. Nobody invites me anywhere. Oh my God, big FOMO in life. But in the last uh, two, three years, um, I, for example, I never have to shop for garments and footwear because there's just, I just have way too much of that shit coming in and like, please take it. We don't care if you want to do something with it, just take it. So it's, uh, I get invited to uh, meals, like I mean I could eat a meal every uh, day, three times a day, go out for free, they'll send a vehicle to pick me up. So a lot of younger people even in India come up to me and say, oh my god, but how can we get free food and how can we get free shoes and I'm like, that's not the goal. Ideally, that's nice. I mean, I uh, whenever I work with designers in India, I'm like, okay, I think it's that time of the year where I need to build a new wardrobe. I can say that now without fear of any repercussion or being called arrogant because I've just been slogging my ass for 14 years. So now I really don't care. I know I do good work. Um, I Okay, do you guys have any questions? <laughs> because I don't want to just keep talking about myself. Have you seen uh, my Instagram or my blog by any chance? My Instagram is just Nena, N-A-I-N-A, and the blog is Nena.co. I um, blog about, uh, so someone asked me, why did you call it lifestyle? I think it's the easiest term which covers pretty much everything. So that's one of the reasons I want, I, I did not want to call myself a photo blogger because generally what happens then is that people think that you only talk about cameras or lenses and stuff like that. And I am not a technical photographer. If I point my camera at something and it's pretty, I take a picture. Uh, I think one of my strengths is that uh, A, I shoot, so as a photographer I can get good visuals. Secondly, I edit them, so I never post an image that is not edited. It's always uh, post-production involved. Nowadays I sometimes shoot on my DSLR, but I carry a wire, I plug it into my phone and I edit it on the phone and I post it immediately. So the workflow now has become such that I don't even use my laptop, sometimes for months on end. The only reason I was using it was to send invoices. Uh, which also now I can go on my phone because there are apps available and you can do that. So like this, uh, pretty good. I think, uh, hi, please come. So, um, sorry, I made everyone turn around. <laughs> cool, yeah. So I was just basically introducing myself. I'm uh, Nena and I am a blogger. It's not, it's like an alcoholic's anonymous meet. I'm, I'm a blogger. Um, it's, uh, I, 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 even though I've been doing it for such a long time, not a day goes by when I don't look at another blogger's feed and I'm like, why did they take her? They should have taken me. Like, I've been doing this for so long. So I, I tell my younger friends also that that's probably never going to end. As you get older, it doesn't get better. You probably just learn to deal with it better in the sense that uh, you're like, okay, fine, you know, someone did that. Maybe I should do something else. And uh, just uh, about a month, Month ago, uh, for the first time, I was featured on the cover of one of uh, India's national uh, newspaper magazines. Uh, bloggers have been on the covers in uh, Delhi, but it has always been supplements 
of like I think Grazia magazine or stuff like that. They've always been digital edition supplements. So, but then in, not just India, I think anywhere, the moment you show up in print, uh, especially on the cover, it's this thing that, oh my god, you've arrived. The number of compliments I got and most of the people said, oh my god, you finally made it. It's really irritating. I think it never gets old because I'm like, I have been working so hard and now just because I have been put on the cover with nine other amazing women, suddenly I've made it. So the, yeah, the FOMO element is literally present every day. I, the kind of brands I work with are, uh, the last one I did was with Reebok. They, uh, India just had this sneaker fest in Delhi and they wanted me to come in and, uh, you know, just post some photos with one of the photographers they had invited and generally write about the vibe of the space. So now it has come to a point where deliverables can be very specific, you know, brand will come to you and say that, okay, we want four Instagram updates and we want two Instagram stories and how much will you charge? So this it's a huge improvement. I'm sure it's going to happen here also. Uh, maybe not happening right now, but eventually it will. I think maybe another couple of years, it should be as big as it is in India right now because this is not going anywhere. Whether you are someone who is looking to be a blogger or a social media influencer, I hate that term, or you're a brand who is trying to figure out new ways to sell more product. Social media, blogging, not going anywhere. I know a lot of people talk about, oh, blogging is dead. I have read articles on business or fashion and like blogging is dead. It's the same as saying print is dead. Not really. I still picked up a newspaper today to check my photo on page three or page four. So um, I don't think it's going anywhere. It just, it's become a little harder, I think. Um, especially in, uh, you know, in a city like Delhi, where every person you meet is like, oh yeah, I have a blog. And they don't even know what a blog is. Being on Instagram doesn't make you a blogger, you're an Instagrammer. I would suggest that if you are considering getting into this whole space, you must have a blog. Because uh, how many of you know about the Instagram algorithm changes? This, yeah, a okay, little bit, yeah. So they basically control, uh, you know, your Instagram. If I am making money only on Instagram and that is the only revenue model I have, something happens tomorrow, Mark Zuckerberg says, okay, fuck this shit, Instagram's not working, we're closing it down. Suddenly, what are you going to do? Is your business going to be dependent only on a platform? I think that's a really bad idea. It's nice to be on it, I think, in the short run. Um, I, I do definitely, I think being featured on my blog, for example, costs a lot more money than being featured on Instagram. But on the blog, you also have more space, you have more control over how you want to display the content, uh, how much you want to display. Like I can post blog posts with uh, a photo story, for example, with 35 images. So you can scroll from top to bottom and it will give you a nice idea of what the entire uh, assignment was. You know, I, I do uh, behind the scenes coverage, for example, you know, photographs. But on Instagram, if I post 70 or 30 photos in a day, I'll probably be murdered, everybody will unfollow me and it's not going to work out. So Instagram is more, um, what I have seen in my experience, maybe post not more than two to three photographs a day. That is what is going to get you traction. Um, by any chance, do Instagram and Facebook have offices in Sri Lanka? Would anybody know? No? Okay. Yeah, that's a problem because you need to, uh, do you guys travel to India maybe sometime? If you do and if you ever figure out that there is an event being run by Facebook or Instagram, if you get a chance, I think you should go and say hi to the team. That helps. <laughs>
especially if you're already doing good work and then you go and meet them and you know they see that you're supporting the platform and that you're utilizing the platform then they can have a conversation with you and you know you can just build a relationship with them like any other industry this is a relationship building game uh with your brands and your brand managers and with other bloggers although in india the blogging scene is quite bad everyone hates each other no one wants to talk to each other that one got that gig why didn't i get it why didn't i go there etc which is a little sad because i think the more transparent you are especially in the early years of an industry that is new you have a better chance of growing together so i think you guys are in the right spot right now if you can make friends with all other influencers and bloggers etc that's perfect because then you can talk about okay you know that brand pays or that brand doesn't pay or that person and that brand's team is you know maybe not don't talk to them talk to that person i think that really helps because this is still a very new space and even brands are not really uh, clued in as to how to make this work um i also consult with brands uh, to help them understand how this works Uh, how to choose an influencer like i have a series of podcasts called uh, influencer marketing for brands because really everyone is clueless i think the podcasts are about a year old and i think stuff has changed so you have to um, you can you guys follow news related to this uh, industry online like do you read business or fashion or any other articles related to this or not you do Did some of you do okay So yeah, I mean, what 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 do you want to know? Do you want me to talk more about uh, Instagram? Do you want me to talk more about like the blogging scene, Instagram? So yeah, I mean, visuals. You have to have really good photos. I think I am an okay photographer. I'm not really good, but I will. If I shoot thirty photographs on an assignment, probably two or three will show up on my Instagram ever. Uh, it, it has to be a highly highly curated platform. Uh, I'm also there on Twitter, for example, and my audience on Twitter is very different from my audience on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, it's more of a conversation with CEO uh, or rather C-level people. Um, I follow a lot of lawyers, a lot of authors, so that's a totally it's more uh, on the intellectual side in that sense. But on Twitter, what if I share images? I can share way more images than I can share on Instagram. On Instagram, um, currently, for example, like I'm here. I have partnered with some Indian designers to wear their garments to the shows or to the events here. So uh, I am posting about one uh, image of, of the garment, sometimes two if I have a better-looking image of myself. And these are all shot on the phone. I am not even carrying a DSLR with me. Um, also, a good phone really helps. Major tip: clean the lens before you take a picture because I can't tell you the number of times I've seen that it's oily or cloudy. All you have to do is just drop it like this on your trouser and it's clean. Every time before you take a picture. Um, in terms of uh, collaborations, I think it's a very good idea to use the paid partnership with X brand um, instead of using the hashtag sponsored in the content. Not because uh, I think the paid partnership thing is a lot easier. It also allows the brand to actually gain insights on that post. So instead of you having to send screenshots saying, "Okay, these many likes, these many impressions, etc.," you just give access to the brand only for that particular post and they are able to see what uh, you know what the response was and things like that trying out new stuff uh, is not a very good idea on instagram even though i do it all the time it's uh, but my uh, in that sense a lot of people say consistency is good for instagram my consistency is that i'm completely inconsistent and i have been like that since day <laughs> one so i kind of get away with it 
um, if you are starting off new and you want to, they, they say it's a visual language. So when someone comes to your page, it should kind of look like, okay, this is, you know, this is Nena's work. So my photographs are very colorful generally. There's a lot of contrast happening. So, but after posting it for so long, now people are like, okay, yeah, the moment I see that photo, I know that you shot it. It takes time. Um, you're not, these days especially, it's very, very hard to uh, grow a following on Instagram. Um, you can buy followers if you want, but it's literally like taking a wad of cash and burning it because, uh, I mean, I, I've tried it. I've even blogged about that experience. You lose them like this and uh, uh, these services will say, okay, we'll, uh, even if Instagram removes all these followers, within a month's time, we'll replenish it and stuff like that. But it's not a long-term game. I know there are, uh, you know, senior bloggers in India who complain about a lot of younger people who come from well-to-do families and literally just throw cash every month and have half a million followers and they're like, what the hell? Why? I have only about 50,000 followers on Instagram and a lot of my clients are like, you charge so much money, Nana, but uh, you know, only 50k. Like, should we buy some followers? I'm like, um, you could just give me that money instead of buying more followers. So this is, uh, this is, I think, every, uh, I, I did a gig with a hotel and the, the director or the owner of the hotel, he, <laughs> he spends almost five to six lakhs on print ads in the newspaper in that local town. And the cost of my gig for a three months campaign was three lakh rupees. And he said, oh, this is so expensive. And I'm like, nobody's reading that newspaper in Delhi. I have an international audience and I'm charging you like nothing compared to that. And he pays that money every day. He pays five lakhs every day for newspaper ads. So there is this, uh, there is this old guard, uh, people who have been in business and run brands who only understand, okay, you know, there's a newspaper ad, there's a magazine ad, oh, we saw a brand in print. They have no idea how many copies of the magazine or newspaper are actually being sold uh, because they don't understand how print works. For the longest time, I didn't understand how print works. You Just because there is a print run of X number of copies doesn't mean that those copies are actually reaching, uh, you know, people who are reading it. The same thing with blogs is that just because you have a certain number of impressions or reach, for example, it doesn't mean that someone actually stopped and saw it. They could have just scrolled past. That's called an impression. So you have to know what these terms mean. Um, again, if you're thinking of starting, please don't wait. Just read, just start. Because the more you delay it, the more you're getting back to your competition to, you know, take off before you can. If there is no one currently in Sri Lanka who is a well-known name in the space of blogging and social media, any of you would be uh, doing that. And you will have the first mover advantage like I did. Uh, I think that was one of the major reasons why I'm able to work with international name brands because in those days there, were no, there was no one else who was blogging. So, you know, like an Hermes or a Chanel in India were like, oh, okay, there's one blogger we know of, let's work with her. And they might regret it, but now it's too late. I have their name in the portfolio. <laughs> so, it's just really, just, just start. Uh, it's, for me, I think I'm obsessed with it. It's a lot of fun. I, uh, I can't, I live and breathe social media. I, I want to record a video. I'm also recording audio. I do a podcast. For me, it's not just about, okay, work with this brand. For me, it's how much value did the brand get? Uh, you know, sometimes brands will, who have a lot of budget, they'll hire me to post only on Instagram. 
but because they have that budget, I actually charge that kind of money to do a blog post and also do the blog post, even though it wasn't in the contract. Because really, you already have the photos, you already have the content, just put it in a blog. And the client will be like, oh my god, that is so cool, we got a blog post. It's no big deal. I, mean, people, I know people are like, no, we got paid only for one Instagram post. I am not doing an extra story. Why do it? I mean, really, like, just do it. It's going to be gone in 24 hours. Nobody cares. The client will be happy. They will probably want to work with you again. And, you know, it's, it's, it's business, marketing. How much visibility did you get to the brand? Brands are also figuring out how to measure this, not just in India, even abroad. Uh, so, uh, this is not a done deal that, okay, this is how it works. People are experimenting on a daily basis. So yeah, okay, I'm really tired now. Come on, ask me something. <laughs> yes, please. What is the easy uh, blog? WordPress is much work. So yeah, I use I use WordPress. Um, I think it's very versatile. You can do. I mean, you can use it to set up your store if you want to sell something online. You can use it to set up a multi-blogger platform if you want, you know, 10 bloggers to contribute to it. If you're thinking of setting up your own, uh, you know, digital empire in that sense. Um, the themes are amazing. There's so many themes to choose from. I usually change my blog's theme once in a year. And I do everything myself though. Because, I mean, I started earlier and I got into the code, PHP, coding and stuff like that. But even for someone who doesn't code, WordPress, I think, is like the easiest platform to use. Also, they are constantly developing and coming up with new stuff. They partner with, uh, so they recently partnered with my hosting company. I host my blog on uh, dreamhost.com and they partnered with WordPress. So because of the plan that I am on, I got a lot of free shit from them because, you know, they ended up partnering. And uh, if you want just a very basic minimal blog where you're just writing, even that works for WordPress. So yeah, I definitely think it's a very versatile platform. Even the free version is excellent. So yeah, for sure. Cool. Thanks for asking that question. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I mean, uh, social media, of course, I think uh, for fashion and lifestyle, especially Instagram is the platform I would recommend. But uh, Twitter is not bad. I think Facebook is one of those spaces where I'm just like, okay, it's there. I, I don't really do anything actively on Facebook. I had set up a Facebook page in the early days. So what I normally do is that uh, if I post on the blog, for example, I use a service called CoSchedule. So it's a, it's a yearly paid service and uh, I can automate my uh, updates in that. So everything goes out to Twitter, it goes out to my Facebook personal page, professional page, LinkedIn, Google Plus, Pinterest, it goes everywhere with one click. So it's a little expensive. I currently pay about um, 30,000 30, Indian rupees. But I don't have to sit and do it. So it, it makes life a lot easier. So it's called co-schedule, I use that. I am looking for a cheaper service now because I signed up with them two years ago. I'm sure there's something new that's come up now. Um, it doesn't yet post automatically to Instagram. So Instagram has opened that up where you can auto-schedule, but that's only for business accounts for now. And you can only post one photo. You can't do the carousel and I don't think you can post a video either. Um, and uh, I, I do know the team, you know, for example, uh, in Instagram and Facebook team in India, but they don't have, uh, especially Instagram, they don't have the final say. So for anything, they also have to write to their office internationally and then get approvals. For example, the way verification works is that you have to submit a ticket to the Indian team, then the Indian team will send it to the international team who will then look at it and decide whether the account should be verified or not. 
I don't think your business should be dependent on a platform, whether it is Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. They could decide to change the algorithm tomorrow and then you're fucked. <laughs> I don't want my business sheet to say, oh, Instagram changed, so today losses. No. Keep, keep your blog. Yeah, please, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you see, I mean, see, at the end of the day, I mean, the internet could get shut down, sure. So it is honestly a very good idea to have something on the side. So I always tell myself that if something happens and you know the Modi government decides everything needs to be shut down in India, how am I going to survive? So I'm like, I'm a photographer, at least I can go take local studio photographs at the minimum. You know, I mean, I still, I'm, my blog will still be there, maybe people in India can't see it, but. Content will be static, but it still exists somewhere. And now there are so many ways of getting around it. There's VPNs and all and God knows what all. So it really depends on how badly you want to do it. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I think a blog is a very good idea. It's not going anywhere. You have complete control. You can decide when, what, how. You can on Instagram, you only men can show their tits. Women can't. On your blog, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, on Instagram, they will ban your picture. They don't allow it. Uh, and they have their own weird controls on nobody knows what is the definition of hate speech. This weird shit is happening all over the world. But on your blog, you can literally do anything and get away with it. People who want to come and read your blog will come and do that anyways, so it doesn't really matter. Yes. Great, yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Good question. So, in terms of um, ethics and integrity, uh, it can be hard, especially if you're making money. You want to say things like, oh, that was so awesome. What I usually do or I have, I used to do and I still continue it in the early days was that I said, uh, uh, when a brand or a brand manager would come to me, I would say, okay, you're coming to me. You want to hire me to take good pictures. My job is to promote your brand and build awareness about your brand. My job is not to say, oh, awesome or, oh, this was terrible. My job is to say, here is the brand. These are the photos I took. This was what my experience was from start to finish. So that A very clearly tells the brand that I am not going to, uh, there is no control over the opinion that I'm sharing. My opinion is mine. I have that blog post where I was paid to, uh, for example, review a camera and I said, please don't buy this camera. And uh, the client was okay with it. They have worked with me again. Because I, there are some brands who appreciate that and there will always be some who don't. And also teams keep changing. So, you know, one person moves from one brand to the other. The new person who comes in is totally chill with it. Whereas now that older person has gone to the other brand and made things worse there. Um, I don't think you need to write whether if you go to a restaurant, you don't have to say, oh, the meal was so good. You can say things like, I liked how it was plated. That tasted really nice. I mean, if you know something about food, sure, you can talk about texture and flavor. I know shit. I know nothing about food. I'm always like, oh, that looks really nice. Can I try it? Oh, that's very tasty. That's the extent of my knowledge of food. I will talk about the interiors. I will talk about, oh, nice service, especially that guy. He was really cool. I took a photo. He served the meal really well. 
this cocktail was quite cool that one was not really my favorite so i think it's about keeping a balance not necessarily just because someone's paying you know oh my god it's awesome sometimes uh, two three times i think in my career i have actually done assignments where it genuinely was awesome and they weren't even paid assignments so i i i always uh, you know there's always a disclosure at the end of all my blog posts saying that the client hired me to shoot this the client hired me to experience this but that's the extent of it i mean i know a lot of people say that oh bloggers should disclose everything and i'm like no i mean print editors are never fucking disclose anything they get so many free gifts and clothes and stuff like that and you know the uh, brand's clothes will be worn by a model in a shoot for example are you telling us that the ad that that brand is also bought i mean there's no disclosure there so why is the whole onus on bloggers i think it's a personal choice the audience in generally respects it if you disclose and you say that okay this client hired me also you're adding a client name to your portfolio so what's the harm i mean i love putting that paid partnership with x brand on instagram Because suddenly people are like, oh my god, you worked with like this. So how cool! Like nobody's worked with you know this was never worked with an Indian blogger earlier. Other bloggers they have worked with other bloggers, but those other bloggers didn't disclose that it was a paid partnership. So it's like oh they must have sent a watch for free and they must have done something. But I think it is better to put it out upfront and say that you are paying me for what I bring to the table, which is awareness about your brand. I am not going to change my opinion based on how much money you're paying me. that also happens there will be brands who have large social media digital budgets who will say okay we'll pay you double can you write nice things about us and i always say that look if it's a nice experience for sure i will say that it was a nice experience but it was if it was not i might not say oh my god it was terrible but i'll say okay these were the weak points so i think there's a way of writing it uh, you don't necessarily have to say oh everything sucked this was horrible oh my god i hate it don't go you can say like okay there are some things they could improve on and you know just you figure out read good writers who have been writing in print for years and uh, you kind of build the language as you go along um in terms of i think like i said promotion is what we do as uh, social media influencers and bloggers so that's the goal and some people say oh bad publicity is also good publicity i don't think so but still there are clients who are like are theek hai at least her uh, sorry i switched to hindi uh, they like okay you know at least her photo came on you know net on instagram page so what if she's saying that she didn't like the shoes like oh it's there the brand got tagged we got impressions people know about the new shoe so the advantage now is that honestly at least brands who are involved in this space don't really care so and and they won't approach you if they don't like what you do if they will know like for example none, none of the brands who want a controlled period will ever approach me in india because they know that i will first thing i do is i go on social media and i say this brand asked me to write nice things about them <laughs> so i have that reputation <laughs> so if you you have to build that reputation and uh, so yeah i mean there are mess around with me at least i know a lot of younger people because it's a crazy space right now people want to so they like i let's do it so what so I'm not saying I haven't done it. I'm sure I did it in the early years also. Oh, free pair of shoes, so pretty. Maybe, but you 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 slowly realize, you know, we were yesterday we were having a conversation. Uh, there was a brand I forgot the name, but they were selling a product to use for vagina whitening and tightening. And uh, they they came to the Indian market, and of course they reached out to bloggers, and they said, oh, you know, please try our product and please write about it. And I was like. Uh, I mean, I get it. I'm sure there's a market for it. I'm not the right person to. No, no, we are paying money. So I said that's great. And no, no, this is how much we are paying. And it was a shitload of money. 
but that's not doesn't fit with my brand. It generally doesn't fit with my brand. I mean, I don't even use brighting products on my face. I'm like, okay, this is a brightening product. Packaging is nice and all, but you know, guys, you guys know that I don't use a brightening product. That's probably what the extent of what I would write. So there was no way I was doing that, and luckily nobody said yes to them. And then finally, I think they got somebody from Bollywood to actually, you know, just show their face with the product, a photograph, and that's about it. So it's 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 on a case by case basis for sure. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> but yeah, I think you build a reputation and then you bloody stick to it. And uh, I mean, I I get paid a lot more than a lot of the bloggers who have like half a million followers in India. So I I don't think. It's a numbers game anymore. It used to be in the early days where I was like, oh my god, just so many like you have very little followers. Now they are more interested in who can actually represent their brand. A lot of designer brands, for example, in India want to work with me because they're like, oh, we like your hair; it's very Western, and we are trying to project a Western image, so we want you to wear our clothes. So when I grow my hair back, then we'll see what we do about it. But that's how it goes. Things change pretty quickly in this space, <laughs> collection to collection. Cool. Anybody else? What else do you want me to talk about? <laughs> I really can't talk for like an hour about myself. It's all there on the blog. I, I do a podcast also. It's called the Nega Redo Experience, and it's totally ranty. I'll talk for about fifteen minutes about some stupid email I got from somebody uh, who don't know what they're doing, and uh, I try not to use cuss words, but I think I fail. The idea is that. Uh, There are friends now, of course, I have friends in PR and marketing in India who are like, "Oh yeah, we saw that podcast of yours. You know, that's our client. So we told them they shouldn't send out such emails." And I'm like, "Okay, there are some people who are genuinely looking at it as constructive feedback. A lot of it is more for entertainment sakes because it's nice to see someone with hair like this go like, 'Oh my God, what are you thinking? How can you send an email like this?' So it's I think the space is open. I'm not really a YouTuber in that sense. I don't like do oh product YouTube or travel or shopping haul and all. I know people do that. There is a space for it. If you enjoy it, then you should do it. Um, and that's how you kind of is build your own voice. And it isn't all just about you know writing serious stuff like oh that collection that was lines and this and that whatever. I mean I don't know anything about fashion. When people say oh you're a fashion influencer, I'm like no I'm not. I don't know anything about fashion. I don't know anything about textiles. I don't know what kind of. I was recently asking a designer what a bias cut is. I have no idea. I was like, your dress doesn't have pockets, and she's like, yeah, because it's a bias cut. And I'm like, oh shit, I have to ask somebody. That's fine, really. I mean, and I think it is more endearing with the audience if you admit to it and say, oh, you know, I didn't even know it was a bias cut. I was at Fashion Week recently. We were sitting and having beers when finally the bar was opened at six o'clock. And uh, there was a somebody dropped a dress behind where we were sitting. I was like, "Oh, whose dress is this? Did someone drop a dress?" Nobody said this. So I said, "Okay, I'm taking it." So put it in my bag, and I'm going to wear it here one of these days. And I'm going to say, "Oh, this dress I found at Amazon Fashion Week. If it belongs to you, I've worn it once. If you want it back, please pick it up." I mean, it's it's who I am in general. It's not just that I'm going to put it on the blog or put it on social media. That's just who I am. That needs to be projected because that is where the authenticity comes in. So yeah, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yes, please. So you were saying that there are a lot of tensions between South and India. So uh, do you encourage collaboration between South and Sri Lanka and yes, you must do it. It's the best way to grow because, like I said, you can share insider information. Um, 
you will have a more even platform to approach brands see yeah one of the things is don't wait for brands to approach you even if you have only like a thousand followers on instagram for example you can approach the brand and say that i have this idea this is what i want to do i think this is how it will help your current campaign which is whatever you obviously should be aware of what that campaign is and uh, you pitch it to them and you tell them that look i'm pitching this to you but that doesn't mean it's free i'm going to charge for my time because that's technically what you're charging for especially when you're starting out new if you collaborate and if you go to a brand with five other bloggers they'll be more likely to say okay fine let's do it at the minimum ask for a barter i mean of course reasonably <laughs> you can't go and say one instagram post and i want one car doesn't work like that but if you and if you go with a larger team then you okay so this person has come in with you know four five other people each of them has like a thousand two thousand following on instagram so good for us let's do this we'll take them out for dinner somewhere and we'll ask them to like post one one photo and that's definitely collaborate like i after working uh, doing this for 14 years i have recently partnered with a pr agency uh, i don't think any other blogger in india currently has a pr agency and he has been after my life why don't you collaborate with that one why don't you collaborate with that one and i was like no to no they all hate me nobody's going to collaborate with me and he's like at least go and ask so one of them i did ask and she said yes and she has way more following than i do but on youtube so it's an advantage you know brands want to work with more of us and it's a pain for a brand or a pr agency to go to each one individually and be like oh you do this you do this you do this that's why all the bcc emails happen and then i send them a sticker saying what is this you want to work with me or you want to work with anyone else so it is good i think uh, there was talk of a blogger coalition also i think that's a bit much though because then it becomes um, uh, because i think in the state somebody had done this uh, where there were five or six bloggers on one particular coalition platform but if a brand wanted to work with any of them they had to work with all five of them so you know that's also nice because you're getting uh, five of the world's biggest bloggers uh, for your campaign but maybe one of them doesn't really fit with the brand's aesthetics or values so that is a bit much but yeah you should collaborate like go to a designer and say can we you know will you give us two of your dresses both of us will wear it we'll look like we'll do a twins campaign in colombo and you know at various locations and we'll go and photograph each other at least you get a wardrobe with nothing else especially you know when you're a young college student who cares i mean i'm okay with building a wardrobe but yeah definitely collaborate if you can but time is it <laughs> how long have i been talking 10:50 Oh, not bad. What? Ten fifteen. Oh, okay. Cool. Not so. We still have some time. Please ask me something. What? Do, what do you want me to talk about? Anything else? Um. So I've told you what my revenue is. About seventy to eighty percent is uh, yes, please blogging. Oh yeah. About the charging. Like, how do you work out how much to charge? How much? To okay. So. The yeah. So it, it's on a case by case basis. Yeah. People uh, in the early days, I think about three four years ago, I did have a rate card also. But it never works because the brand, uh, you know, they will be like, "Oh, you you charge this much money for one tweet, for example." We don't want tweet; we want Instagram update. So I had initially, you know, for one social media update across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, there was a certain cost. But then brands will be like, "Oh, Twitter is not relevant to us. We only want these three. So now we will pay you half." So that's rate cards rarely work. I think it also depends on how evolved the market is. 
now uh, brands in India about you know 20 to 30 percent of the time will write and say okay this is our budget what can you do for us this is the campaign assuming you want to work with us so then it's easy for me to get back and say okay yeah, these are the things I can do or you know this is way too less um, so Instagram updates for example now currently I'm doing it on a barter collaboration where I just have a garment that I get to keep and I post one update so there's no money being exchanged there but generally if a brand approaches me and says we want an Instagram update this is the brief what can you do around it then now my rate will be different of course and if they say oh we want a three month long campaign where you're posting one image every week then of course it's a more package kind of rate because you know I only have to go once and shoot 20 photos I don't have to go each time but going each time so uh, some bloggers have a minimum billing they say that it needs to be at least for example 50,000 rupees for me to even show up anywhere so that has now started happening. I do that. I mean, I'm not coming otherwise. I mean, what, what's the point? And my biggest problem in life right now is being invited to events. I get so many invitations. Every day there are like two to three events. And especially during fashion season or year-end season, uh, you know, around New Year's and all. Six events in a day. And I'm like, I am technically a professional event attender. So you <laughs> Because, you, you know, you have to dress up. Whose clothes are you wearing? Somebody wants to send them to you. Then you have to go to the location. So six hours is just gone, even if you want to show for an hour. So rates, um, I okay, I'm pretty transparent. Currently, uh, in fact, just yesterday I answered an interview question asking me how much I make. I currently make between zero to three lakhs every month in rupees. Zero because it's a very up and down kind of market. There are times where for 15, 20 days there is just no gigs or chilling nothing to do in life you know old blog posts that I should have done three months ago I take them out travel somewhere and I do those uh, but yeah that's pretty much what I make right now um, <coughs> per post it really depends really depends blog posts are more expensive than an Instagram update for sure but I, it looks like I might at some point start charging way more for an Instagram update because brands don't want a blog post anymore how, how do you attract followers? Do you send out emails mostly? Or how, how does it all work? No, for me, um, I think my blog has been around for a while, so it has some dedicated followers who do come and check it. Otherwise, it's usually people who will probably see me like on a you know magazine somewhere and like, oh, who is this? You know, blog is mentioned, let me check. That's there. Uh, otherwise, it's mostly I think other bloggers and brand managers who are coming and seeing, okay, what is she doing right now? Can we fit something in it, etc. So traffic on the blog, uh, see, uh, my advantage is that there aren't many bloggers in India. Most of them are Instagrammers. So for me to say that my blog is the biggest lifestyle blog in India for a solo blogger, it's true. There really isn't anyone else who's doing it. So I, I don't really, I don't do any emailers. I don't do newsletters. I have heard that newsletters are a big thing. But my point is, I don't subscribe to newsletters. Same, I if I, if I want to go and see what is happening, I will go and see, please don't send me a newsletter. So my blog has never had any ads on the blog. I have never had ads on my blog in 14 years. I hate looking at ads when I go to another website. So why would I get my you know viewers to go through the same traumatic experience of all these banners and you know animations and stuff? That's a call you have to take. If you know how Google AdSense and all that stuff works and you can make a sustainable income, go for it. I mean, who am I to, I can't judge you. You probably end up making way more money than I do. I have tech bloggers in India who review phones and devices, etc. 
they primarily run their business because of the ads on their blogs. They don't take charge money from brands. They'll review the device and that's it. But the ads on the blog is where they get all their money from. So there are lots of models uh, and there are lots of different bloggers who do it in different ways. Again, I mean on Instagram, it's like you do one post, you make the money, the post goes away in 48 hours, nobody even knows it existed. So as a brand, I don't think that's a very good idea. But well, I make a lot of money, so please don't stop doing that. So, yeah. Yes. The maximum traffic I get is from Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Mine is Facebook for sure. I had done Facebook ads in the last time in 2015 end, which is when we had gone to New York Fashion Week. So I had uh, bought ads on Facebook to, you know, get people to come to the blog, etc. So my views did go up. They almost tripled. But the bounce rate also went up like four or five times. So my currently my, my blog's bounce rate on average is just about 6%, which is fucking amazing. But it went up to like, I think 20% or something. So I was like, no, I can't do this. So I shut down the ads and I have never placed another ad on Facebook. Also, it's too bloody expensive. So uh, yeah, Facebook is one. I also get traffic from Reddit. You guys know Reddit? So yeah, Reddit sometimes because people will sometimes share a picture and thankfully they'll link it back to the blog. So suddenly I'll get some traffic from there. Um, then definitely Twitter, Instagram and a little bit from Pinterest. Because Pinterest again, I auto-schedule. I don't really spend time but I have friends, bloggers who spend a lot of time on Pinterest and they get the majority of their blog traffic from Pinterest. But you need to have an image-heavy blog for that so that you have images to share on Pinterest for example. But yeah, definitely Facebook is where I get most of my traffic from, which is weird because I don't really engage with uh, anybody on Facebook. It's just there, auto posts. Most of my engagement happens on Instagram, Twitter, and then on the comment section on my blog. Sometimes people will leave comments, which is rare now. It doesn't happen as much as it used to. People are tired. There are just so many of us in India who say, everyone's a blogger. Fashion Week is there is more about bloggers than about designers. Has, has any, any of you been to Delhi Fashion Week or Bombay Fashion Week? You guys should go just to kind of see what it's like. This is You'll be so grateful for what you have here. <laughs> it's, so, it's so design focused. It's, it's, you know, it's more about the garments and stuff there. It's all Bollywood and, uh, you know, so many bloggers and everyone's just there to be seen and photographed. And, you know, people like me are complaining like, I've been going for 16 seasons. I've never been photographed by the press. What is going on? So yeah, this is so much nicer. Cool. So yeah, that's it, is it? Nothing, yeah. Nobody's asking me anything. He said, thank you very much. And you, that was a great question. <laughs> yes, I have tried videos. And uh, definitely way more views than likes on images. But also depends on what kind of a video it is. Because I had initially started putting clips of my podcasts on that. Where I was, you know, going through one minute rant or something and I would put it. That varies. So if, if I if I put makeup and I dress well and the lighting is nice and if I just twirl around, that video will get like, you know, 2000 views. But if it's something serious that I'm talking about for a minute, that will just get probably 10-15% of that. It's really, you know, I have, uh, because I've been doing it for so long, I worry about being relevant. Because most of the competition in India, from I was just telling someone, is from, you know, young girls who are like, just like <laughs> I can't compete with that. Just, I cannot. So, for me, uh, I think the last year I was like, holy shit, what am I going to do? Like, I can't compete with all these young hot chicks. 
so it's it's and it's like people are like oh how do you engage with the audience you have to you do what you do you have to it's i know it sounds like such a cliche trope but you like she was saying as if you have to stay true to your voice and just keep slogging it out don't forget to network and not network you oh here's my card spend time with people talk to them even if it's just for 5 minutes and one of the things i'm working on right now is that whenever i meet someone i'm like oh you're on instagram and you know i'll follow you on instagram my first response is you don't have to it's okay like no it's fine i need to stop doing that right i need to be more gracious and say thank you very much hope to see you there or something like that i think all creative people in that sense have that um, imposter syndrome that no no it's okay it's okay please don't look at my work it's terrible uh, it's taken me a long time to be okay with uh, you know putting my face up on instagram stories not main instagram feed without makeup so i have really bad acne and marks here so it's it's really it's, a, it's it's who you are and you just stay with that and keep doing it there will always be someone who is hotter smarter uh, comes from a better well to do family than you you're not competing with that It's it's a crazy market. I mean, I get a lot of people who are like, "Oh, how can you put a picture like without makeup? You know, your acne is visible. Then you put white hair. You should die. You know, your market, your audience." And first, it's like, "Oh shit, you have white hair!" Like, I've always had white hair. Like since when I was maybe fourteen years old. So it's okay. So earlier was to be like, "It's okay. You must not comment on people's appearances. It's fine." But now I just ignore it. Because there's just too many, too much trolling, especially in India, with the whole political scene is happening. And oh, how can you post a bikini picture and stuff like that? Like, please, it's my channel. I will do whatever I want, and I'm making money, and you're not. So shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how many of you here actually have a blog? Damn, son. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I I don't blame you guys. It's hard. It's it's a lot of work, and you can't just post once in a month. You have to consistently post images, content. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're thinking about it, do it now. When do you post it? On the blog, no. Uh, I did try something last year where I shoot street style. So whenever I'm going to an event and I'm being driven there, I would carry my DSLR and I would shoot. Uh, street style in the sense India on the road, so it's not really style in the high fashion sense, but regular people doing regular things on the road. Sometimes I would find something interesting. So I was able to produce a lot of content like that, and there was one update that would go out on the blog every day. So for all intents and purposes, it appeared that I was updating it every day, but it wasn't very impactful in terms of traffic or uh, more views or anything. So I stopped doing it this year. But I will, on average, I try to post uh, once in a week, or otherwise about two to three times a month is okay. But it's also because I have a bit of traction, you know, it's it's momentum that keeps it going in any case. And uh, also, I document everything. So if I am interviewed by the press or if I answer an interview question, I also publish it on the blog, and I link it back to the you know uh, e-paper link or whatever it was. I will link to the uh, journalist Twitter handle. I will, you know, acknowledge them and say thank you on Twitter or Instagram or whatever channel they're on. So even if it's not paid, I think ninety percent of the stuff on my blog is not paid client work. It's you know, like I'm here, so I might write about what my experience was and stuff like that. So I do that, but I think two to three times a month is kind of okay. Sometimes I go a bit overboard where I have like ten stories happening in a month, but that depends. If it's a busy season, then yes, that happens. 
But I post on Instagram every day and auto schedule on Twitter happens every day, Facebook every day. Yeah. And I recycle my old stuff also. Like two years ago, something I'd done, so I have to eat that. Again, that's automatically scheduled. You can decide what time period you want to uh, post it at. Though that stuff kind of helps a, a lot, in fact. Because you, I don't remember what I did two years ago. <laughs> so that bringing it out again and sometimes people will discover it. Oh my god, now that. I mean, I was on the cover and suddenly there was an old assignment I'd done with a Bollywood celebrity and people were like, Oh my god, you photographed that guy? How cool? And I was like, it's probably three, four years ago. Yeah, where were you then when I actually did the thing? <laughs> so you have to, it's a nice strategy to recycle content also. And of course, brands will be very happy. Oh, two-year-old assignment has shown up again on our channel. So it's fine. I mean, it's no big deal. It's social capital and brands are happy with it. So why not? <laughs> I honestly had expected a lot more people. Uh, I mean, I, I love talking anyway, so that's not a problem. But generally, if there is something that you guys want to know specifically, like in terms of fashion, I mean, can you use social media to sell your products? Yeah, sure. I, there is a whole WhatsApp economy in India where people actually, uh, you know, indie designers will launch their collection on WhatsApp and people are like, oh, I want that dress reserved, 10 sold, stuff like that. So there are, I know, jewelry designers who launch their collections on Instagram and sell products on Instagram via that. I also know an, an artist, uh, he paints, he did an online auction uh, live Instagram feed-wise and he sold like 10 of his pieces just doing that. So there are, it's literally it's up to you, there's so many options available, uh, whatever works and doesn't kill you because trying to be on all platforms because each platform requires a different approach. It's really, really hard to do that. So I, I always suggest that pick one or two platforms and then just focus on that and let the others have the updates also. But that's about it. I mean, recently on Instagram, people were like, oh, chronological feed is gone and I hate Instagram. Some new Vero, Vero social app or something was launched. They got three and a half million signups in one day. All their servers crashed and I also signed up with them. And after a week, I don't think I'm ever being on back on that platform. So, I mean, it's nice to explore, go reserve your name on it for sure because it's your brand that should ideally be your goal and uh, you should be able to come to a point where it's not, oh, I am going to go there and the meal is going to be free. It should be like, they are paying me to come and taste their food and tell them if it's any good, even though I don't know anything about food. So, yeah, start now like this, like I haven't, I really haven't seen anyone uh, in Sri Lanka who's doing the whole blogging and social media thing in the sense that oh my god I know that person I did a bit of research before coming here and I have come and asked the team also here so this is like the perfect time for you guys to just get into it <laughs> cool yeah I'm, I'm gonna be around I mean you can uh, send me an email anytime if you guys have any questions my email is there on the blog it's on twitter it's on instagram it's everywhere you'll be surprised that a lot of people are like why do you put your email publicly online I don't get any emails so, <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I get emails from, uh, you know, smaller brands who are like, oh, we don't know what to do with social media. Can you help us out? And also that. Younger people writing and saying, I want to start my blog. Will you please take a look at it? People think I must be getting a lot, but I actually don't, which is fine. Cool. Should we wrap it up? Yeah.
or I mean, if you guys want, I mean, I can just hang around without the mic and you can uh, come and be like, hey, that was horrible. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. It was really nice. Yeah. Thank you so much.